more action. Welcome to our first talking show, uh, a talking shop show of 2014. Yay, Yay! we are back. (laughs) (laughs) And it is so good to be back. I know, we took that month off and I feel like, oh my God, it's like, wow, we feel like uh, this is like, like we've been, we haven't talked in years. <laughs> That's right. We missed you guys. We missed you so much. <laughs> we do, and I see a lot of people are just starting to come on, and we're seeing the, I've seen the chat room filling up. So for, for everybody who is tuning in tonight, welcome to Talking Shop. Our show tonight is a really, really important one, and it's, if you're trying to start a metaphysical business, if you're trying to get your website out there, if you're trying to get a new product out there, a new ebook out there, you got to learn how to launch. Our show tonight is all about launching. It's called Ready, Set, Launch. And we've got a very special guest, which we will talk about in just a second. But for those who are listening in, if you are new to our show or not new to the show, my name is Teresa Reed. I am also known as the Tarot Lady, and you can find me at www.thetarolady.com and my wonderful co-host is a very very fly Bree Saucy Bree say hey hello everyone thanks for joining us I am Bree Saucy and you can find me at www.milagroroots.com so before we get started Bree um, you and I have both been doing our businesses for a while and we've had to kind of figure out how to launch things like products, classes, et cetera, et cetera. Have you ever launched something and had it be a complete dud? Oh, yeah, totally. Like my early launches, I think, are like what would happen if you took my 16-year-old self out for like a glass of wine and then set me loose in the Sephora, right? Like total, <laughs> total, <laughs> total face disaster. <laughs> um, yes, you know, I, I didn't even know when I started – I didn't even know that there was a thing called launching. Like I was, I had worked in retail. I had owned my own retail business, but that's a very different vibe because you've got street presence, you know, you're right there and we ran classes. And so, you know, but again, it was all from the store. When I launched my site, you know, and started doing programs and, you know, like in the early days, just offering new products, I had no idea how to do it. And, you know, it's something that people weren't talking about when I started uh, full-time online, which was at the end of 2009. And it's something that's still, I mean, more and more people are talking about it, but of course we got the queen bee of launching on our show tonight because that is how we roll. And, (coughs) excuse me, I, I warned you about that little cough there. Let me take a little quick sip of water. Absolutely. Sorry about that. Um, you know, I, I've been on the online world now for uh, a number of years, too. And when I first started out trying to, like, launch classes and that, I did have really clunky launches because, you know, I'm an introvert. I didn't know what the hell I was doing, figuring out the technology, how do I promote it, yada, yada, yada. Um, I, I wasn't really good at it. And I actually took a class from our uh, very special guest and it changed everything. Everything that I learned uh, how to launch my stuff properly came from this woman in her class. So that's why when we're doing a class on launching, it's like 
we're not messing around. We want to bring in the big guns. We're going to bring in the person that taught me how to do my launches because since I took Fearless Launching, that's the class I'm talking about, um, I've had like classes sell out in five hours flat. Uh, I've had products when I've launched them. I've always met my goals every single time. Uh, we launched our our soulful proprietor retreat. We're almost full. Uh, yep. You know, it's and, and again, it's all stuff that I learned from this class. So that's why our guest tonight, we're going to be talking about how to launch your biz, your products, your classes, your eBooks. You know, all that stuff in a way that takes the stress out and creates success. So our special guest tonight is Anne, and I hope I pronounced this right, Anne Sawmoylove. <laughs> I'm terrible with pronouncing names. Sawmoylove. Uh, and she's the creator of the very popular Fearless Launching Program. And she's a launch brainiac behind Internet superstars uh, such as Laura Roeder and Marie Forleo. I mean, so many people swear by her, and actually so many people I know have taken the Fearless Launching Program, and I've watched them also do great launches. Uh, and has helped thousands of online women and men learn how to launch their products and businesses successfully and smoothly. So, Anne, are you with us on the line? Let me make sure you're unmuted. I here. am here. Am I Yay! here? I'm here. You are. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Yay. I'm like, wow. <laughs> Thank you wow, so much for being here tonight. Uh, we're so thrilled that you could take the time to talk to our audience tonight. Oh, well, I, I love any chance to chat with you, Teresa, and I'm so excited to finally get to actually talk to Bree as well. By the way, Bree, I love your, the saucy, I love that. <laughs> that saucy to be my theme theme like word or something like that i love it so. yes yes yeah you know it's it's my husband's name but i had to take it because i was like it's too good <laughs> yeah it's a great with last Samoylov, name. i mean same thing with samoylov my 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 maiden name is miller so samoylov is a little bit more memorable so. oh it is i was i was just thinking earlier i was like i just want to like read a tolstoy novel and curl up with a cup of tea it's awesome <laughs> samoylov action <laughs> <laughs> it's a so great thank day. you so much, Anne, for joining us tonight. And you know, thank I you. know that this—I know that launching is something that I think a lot of people treat launching like it's like a third rail, right, Teresa? It's like mm -hmm. they don't even want to go there. And I also think in our business, in metaphysical type businesses, a lot of us are introverts. A lot are. Yes. So you know, I think the problem for many of us, we're, we're in the spiritual world, we're introverted, and the idea of doing things like launching and promoting our stuff and having a plan seems threatening. Uh, it seems, you know, kind of like counterintuitive against our intuitive sides to have a strategy. So what I'd like to start talking about is that strategy, because winging it doesn't cut it. I learned that the hard way until I took your fearless launching course. So... And why could you tell us how you form a strategy for launching? Well, um that's 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 a great question and I think that um the the reason why fearless launching works for so many different types of businesses and this is why this is kind of like my whole mentality is that it's got to be based on your personal somewhat comfort zone but it has to start from you. And um, the strategy is not is that there is there is no blueprint. That's the strategy. First of all, is you can't follow someone else's blueprint for the launch. And 
strategy starts with really just taking stock of what do you know about the people that you're speaking to? What do they know about you personally? You know, what do they know about you and your story? And what do you have to teach them? And then go from that point as far as um, you, what you decide to call a launch or not. Okay. Um, but it really starts, the strategy just starts by acknowledging who you are, who your customers are, and what you're offering. Um, so I don't know if that makes any sense. I mean, there's, I could literally go on and on and on, but that's, that's a starting point. And most people who do really well, you know, that I see are super clear about who they're talking to. And those people, and they're actually, uh, this is one thing, you know, what I was thinking about when you were talking about your success, Teresa, is that you have been working for many years. And when I think of the tarot lady, when I think of Teresa, I have an, I have an image in my mind. I know a story about you. And so I think that that developed at the right pace. And when you were ready to kind of acknowledge that there is a plan that you have to put in put down by that time you had already you already knew something about those people that you'd been kind of chatting with those people that were coming to you for information and coming to you for whether they were coming to you for readings let's say or they were coming because man she's got a cool business um, they were getting to know you and that's why I think really that paired with you having like a specific Schedule, plan, and and believe it or not, I don't get too tight in my schedules mm. because I mm. do like to allow for some fluctuation. Um, and uh, my my team from the fall launch would probably say that they hated me for some of that fluctuation, but I had to honor it as well. And some of it has to do with what we were, what we've chatted before about, and that is like the energy surrounding us you know and you know so i had to be really clear about that so that's a long-winded answer but does that kind of make any sense as a starting point yeah very much so yeah absolutely and 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 i want to back up because you said you said something in the answer um about you know if you consider what you're putting out there a launch do you sometimes find that there are things people are putting out there that would not appropriately be a launch. Well, that's the funny thing is because I I actually try to call everything, like every like project, almost mm-hmm. like the podcast, Fearless Launching, if I'm going to be, you know, doing a blog series, mm-hmm. I like to call everything, everything a launch because mm-hmm. that way I, I call that I'm acknowledging it as something important that I have to plan because I like that. Some, yeah. too many things are like by the seat of your pants. You know, I, I remember when I didn't have an editorial calendar in my, let's say for my blog, I remember when I didn't have even a monthly theme for what I was going to write about that month. And I remember just kind of going week to week going, okay, what's this week going to be about? Um, and those were very haphazard. There was no money on a regular basis flowing in, you know, and that's what you're there that's what your business is there to do is to make you money, of course, give you some personal satisfaction. But um, so that's that's why I consider almost everything I do a launch. But I do call I've been kind of trying to just chill on that word a little bit because, <laughs> because I know it stresses people out. I know it can the idea of a launch sounds so big, 
But to mm-hmm. me, it's a way of assigning importance to those very specific marketing activities that I'm doing for my business. Hmm. I love that because, you know, as I was saying when I started, I didn't even know that launching was a thing. And then when I started thinking about the things I was putting out there as a launch, that that was when I got serious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and it was when and sure. it was when I saw my people really resonate. Oh, this is serious. You know, she's she's serious about this. This is going to be end up Bree saucy awesome, and I want in on it. And and I've definitely yeah. found that to be true going forward. But I didn't know to yeah. think about everything as a launch when I started out. That hadn't you know that had not even crossed my mind or come on my radar. So I I like you that know, philosophy a lot. You know, actually, I also look at it like throwing people who haven't ever done a launch into the deep end by starting, just call everything a launch, but because then you kind of get used to the fact that there's the same process for launching a new opt-in and getting people to sign up for that uh, as it is, as there is for getting people to buy, let's say buy an ebook or, you know, the same like back-end process happens to get each of those kinds of things happen, whether it's gonna whether it's a money making thing or it's a list building thing or whatever. But then later on, I mean now I do usually call fearless launching, the program launch, that is a launch. I sometimes do consider some of like the smaller things that I do just promotions. But mm-hmm. but I use the same process for getting my well, when I put my launch toolkit together and put it up online and started to get people signing up for it, I used the same process as okay. I did when I launched Fearless Launching for the first time. Love it. So, so this brings us to to probably what is a is a very logical next question, which is, Anne, how how far in advance do we have to start planning this stuff? <laughs> okay. That's a really so, important question. This is super. I, I mean, it again, is. because so many of our people, ourselves included, have had the experience of like, oh, I'll just put it out there. I'll just, you know, mm-hmm. I have this idea. I'm just going to, there it is, two days later. Why isn't anyone signing yeah. up? <laughs> yeah, I mean, seriously, you know what? There are some people who can send out an email with no warning to an interest list and fill whatever they're going to fill within a couple of days. There are those people. But I, I'm i like, do you really want to take that chance? That's what I always say. So, I, you know, I like, instead of saying how far in advance should I schedule, should I be like planning my launch, first figure out how far in advance do I need to tell people that something is coming, you know, and then go back a little bit further than that as far as what you plan. Um, to be honest, I'm just now putting together my plan for the Fearless Launching Launch. And that's not too far away. That's within six weeks or so. So, But I've done it a few times. Now, when I first did Fearless Launching, I was creating, like, the content outline and all that kind of stuff probably a good six months before. But I know how people are. And, like, when you've been, you know, slaving over a, a product or or an ebook or an e-course or whatever it is, and you're ready to get it out there. The second it's done, it, it can feel a little bit disheartening to think, oh, I've got to plan and then spend six more weeks or eight weeks or nine weeks. But um, I, I do think you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't give yourself and your audience, especially if it's your first launch, 
that padding to gear up to the launch, to start sharing what's going to happen, what's going to happen, what they can expect. And you guys did a great, like, I was like, man, they're working it. Like, like the second that January 1st hit, you were even like talking to people about what was happening today, which Uh like with our interview. And I thought that was great because it's like, (laughs) not only was it good for me (laughs) because I'm like, I'm, I have been, I've become really bad with remembering things, but I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, let's work that in. Okay, work that into the, we can also be tweeting it. That's a good idea. You know, so so I think getting that jump on, uh, you know, it might seem like, you know, and I don't know if this is um, this is true, but for me, I'm so used to seeing now people going, I've got something exciting coming, that I get a little jaded by it, but you mm-hmm. know what people need? People need that. Uh-huh. <laughs> people need to be warned, kind of warned, uh, teased a little bit. People need that. So I say, I say honestly, no, no less than six weeks, no less. Yeah, I think that's a really Before. good. Yeah, I think you know what I find too that sometimes when, uh, like the last thing that I just launched was my professional mystics guidebook series, and that one I did it kind of like a Beyonce thing. I didn't do a really big giant launch because a lot of my focus has been on filling my retreat, but I still was letting people know that something's coming. Hey, I got something new for you. So I did uh, start that, and so I reached my goal uh, really immediately right out of the gate because, uh, you know, I had been seeding it even though I wasn't as talking about it as much as I was about the retreat because the retreat's a, a really big deal. Uh, you know, so that that brings me to a really the the next point then. If we're looking at planning, you know, far out, which for the retreat that we're doing, we've really planned this out with a lot of padding to give us time to get everything super organized. Um, how how many people do you feel that you need to reach in order to meet your goal? So, for example, we need to get 20 people in the retreat. How many people then do you need to reach in order to meet that goal? Ah, uh, right. So I think I have like a little, like some sort of calculation that I do, like um, in – Fearless launching, and of course now I'm like, what was that again? You really do have to reach several. I mean, let me just write this. I'm going to do some math right now. Um, so you want to reach how many people? How many? I mean, how many people do you want in twenty? Twenty. Honestly, it's kind of like you have to. It's gonna it's gonna make you go crazy. You almost want two thousand people to look at. You want like that much exponentially more to at least look at it, to see the offer, to see the email. Even if some of those are double eyes, like Mm -hmm. to people seeing it a few Mm -hmm. different times, Mm -hmm. because sometimes it takes that several different eyes to see it. Um, So, for instance, for yours, I would even say at this point. So what I do during a launch, this is just a random side note that I thought of, is that you want to make sure your first autoresponder mentions what's happening right now, this mm-hmm. thing, because um, because when people are joining your list, that's when they're going to be kind of like the most in love with you. They're going to have their big crush on you. And mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't believe that was true for me for a while until I did a promotion last fall and I realized that most of the people that took advantage of it had joined my list within two weeks of that offer. And it was just because I had um, I had changed the autoresponder that goes out just for that period of time with a little PS, like, hey, if you're looking for something to do right now, 
whatever. And there were there was definitely a high percentage of people that came in right at the right time. Um, so I know that that sounds crazy and that sounds like a lot. Let me just. No, actually, that's really brilliant. No, it's super brilliant, and it's so it's so actionable. You know, that's something that I think we all know how to do right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Actually, to be honest, <laughs> the the my my other let me just look at. I'm just I'm doing like this really bizarre calculation right now. Um, this is the first time we've had math on talking to us. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I would like I us to take a moment and to say, like, woo-woo people do math too. We like math. We love math. <laughs> Yay, math. <laughs> Yay, math. Yay, math. <laughs> what kind of metaphysical um, radio show are we running? Okay. Okay, so let me correct myself. Actually, it's a bit less than that, but still, if you can look at yourself as reaching like one to 2,000 people, like or eyes, even if those are re people looking at it several times, then then you can easily, you should be able to easily reach that. Mm-hmm. But you might actually even be able to go as low as just just under 1,000. And I gotta, I gotta do some, I gotta do some math. I didn't realize it was gonna happen. And then I imagine, like in the formula as well, you have to take into consideration time commitment and price. Right. So, like for the retreat, Absolutely. we we want 20 people, but we are we want we ha- are going to have it in this amazing place in Milwaukee, and we need people to actually fly there and be there in person. So that's a different time commitment than like when I launched Definitely. my my year long course which is the miracle tree sessions and I said I was only going to take 13 students and I ended up taking 16 students because so many people wanted to do it but it's a different it's it is a long time commitment but we don't have to meet in person so that's a different you know it's a different set of uh, coordinates I guess is what I'm saying you're right and like that's that's actually a perfect example of you know sometimes Sometimes people who go through fearless launching get hung up on, well, I thought my conversion was supposed to be this or that. And there's just so many variables like about, you know, business to business products are often easier to sell than not so businessy products. And I will, I'm, I, I know other people don't want to say that out loud, but it's true because um, un- unless you have a really strong group of people who care about other parts of their life, but like the business to business seems to be really a much, I don't know. I mean, Teresa, would you say that about your programs that are for actual, you know, people who are professional practicing, you know, practicing or need business, business consulting from you or business advice or business training from you? Would you say it's easier to sell to them or no? Um, I don't know. I I, I kind of get fifty fifty on my thing because I have a really I have a, because my interests in are very strongly with my tarot and then very strongly with business. So they kind of even out. It's uh, you know I, I think for me it, it it just goes right down the middle there. Yeah. I think well, it's I also tough with our people because our people are interested in both you know they're they're interested in in tarot or in the metaphysical stuff but then they're also interested in business so i have the same experience good i think that's great because that shows that you have a really clear understanding of who they are and what they're going to want um some people you know i find that 
they're kind of putting out things that it's not really clear who okay. they're really offering it to, and it's not even clear what they're really offering. Um, when I see things that are just kind of productivity courses right. for the masses, mm-hmm. I get really worried. I get really worried for that person who's offering that because they think they I they probably do have something really specific to share, but it's not clear, you know. No, but I think that you guys, I, I feel like when people show up for you, they know what they know exactly what you're offering. There's no confusion. Right. There's no confusion if they're in the right place or not. That's what I'm trying to say. That yeah. makes total sense because, you know, now that you say that, uh, I do know somebody who was launching something uh, a couple months ago, and it was something that was so convoluted. I'm looking at their their web copy. I couldn't make heads or tails, and I'm thinking, what is it that this person's really launching? And anyhow, yeah. long story short, uh, from what I from what I had heard later is that they had a lot of trouble filling this thing that they were doing, but it was really convoluted. I couldn't understand it. Right. So I get that. So, so yeah, I mean, so that, that actually, like, that actually shows you right there, like, if you know where you're, if you make it really clear, crystal clear for your audience, like, what they're getting, that they're in the right place, then you have an easier time filling programs, um, like like what you said, though, about the retreats and live things, those are, those kind of are a different world, because, like you said, people have to consider. Yeah, yeah they ha- they have to consider the bigger, um, the bigger cost for it. They have to just, you know, there's there's. I feel like there's more that has to go into that decision. Whereas buying like an info product, an ebook, and those are a little bit easier, or something virtual. Those are a little bit easier to quantify as far as like how many people should see the page. Do you right. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love I love the emphasis that you put on clarity too because what I've discovered in my launching experiences is the clearer I am in my launch correlates to the clearer I am in the whole program, whatever I'm doing. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. And and I'll, honestly, there's one other thing too and this this might this might actually bug some people, but it actually it's where I, I've seen some launches and some people who are really smart, have a lot to offer, have a lot to probably have a really good program too, but they're not making it obvious. They're speaking in some weird, vague language. Mm-hmm. That's not. It's like say what you're doing. Just say it. You know, um, if you are in a specific professional area, make sure you use whatever those words are a lot so people know who you are and what you do because it's really it's it's really depressing actually when I see people that I care about that that happens to them. Um, I know exactly what you're talking about and you know what and in the type of work that that we're doing in the metaphysical world, it's very easy to go into those kind of vague woo-woo places. Yes. And then people yes. look at it and they think well, what the heck is this? You know, uh, they read the stuff and then they wonder: is this is this something negative? Is this creepy stuff? Uh, it, it, it sometimes is very difficult for us to explain it and getting super clear about what exactly the programs or the product can do for somebody and what the benefits are. That's really important because it can get very easy to go into airy fairy talk with the type of work we do. Yes. Yep, definitely. 
Definitely. And, and, and also, it's easy to grab other people's language who you might see launching, let's say, in other industries and use their way of talking. But you, I, without, without really giving a specific example, I probably, you know, this, this has been like one of those things that has come up and, and, and in some clients and they, they refuse to really see that they're just not being obvious enough. It's not even clear who they're talking to. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, so I think, and, and I think that it's okay to be, to be practical, even if you are in, in like maybe a, a world or a field that isn't seen by like many people as like, you know, like you're not sure why you want to be, you know, a metaphysical professional or like have a business in that area. You know, other people might not be sure, but you might just be like, you know what? I like reading tarot cards. I want to give people aura readings. I don't know. Like, I could be, like, totally saying weird stuff right now, so I'm sorry if it's not <laughs> yeah. an example. But that's really clear, and that's like, the kind of cut-and-dry like, like, language. Our people, yeah. cut, you know, sometimes we try to avoid or dress it up or be more creative. Yeah. And it's don't like, dress it up. Don't yeah. dress it up. <laughs> yeah, like, do you want to build your tarot business? Yes or no? <laughs> you know, do you want, you know, do you want to start having more clients come to you for readings or whatever? And I, I just think that that clear, practical, down to earth, it, it just pull that in as much as possible, really. Right on. So what is the best way to reach people <laughs> when you're doing a launch? Um, I mean, I actually don't think, I think social media is kind of just like this, thing like that's there and I actually really feel like the best way to reach people is through whatever normal channels you're already doing so for me I actually like I enjoy reaching out to the people who have already kind of are in my world mm-hmm. I like like emailing my list mm-hmm. I like emailing my current let's say client and spreading the word there I like I like spreading the word through friends who I know support me and support what I'm doing. Um, It's not really, there's no real science to it, except start talking to the people who are around you. And if that is social media, if that, that, that includes your Facebook page likers, then, and then that's all you have, then that's where you start talking. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. you don't have to have any, you know, built in big mastermind group that's going to, or networking group that's going to spread it out to the masses, start wherever you are. So mm-hmm. it could be an email list. It could be your blog. Maybe you t- maybe you have a really great back and forth on your blog comments. Start there. I mean, I know it seems weird to be talking about something you're launching in your blog but or in your blog comments, but that's where you start to get to know people. Mm-hmm. And I, I that's kind of where I started. So. I like that. It's you know, it's sort of like it's like good party planning. You know, you 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 always want several like wing women at the party. You know, who yeah. you know are just going to be like, "You're awesome. Everything you do is awesome. This is so great. You're so pretty." And you want <laughs> like you want those people to to be in your classes or getting your products. You want to be getting their stuff too. You want to be supporting each other. And so I like the idea of kind of you know you 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 know maybe you have like five clients and you're like, "Oh, they would love this." I I do that all the time now when mm-hmm. I launch. I'm like, you know, I think that you will really dig X, Y, and Z. And, and some, you yeah. know, 
every now and then it doesn't work for a person, and that's fine, like no harm, no foul, but they always appreciate being told. They always appreciate getting like an email that says, oh, I was thinking of you and, you know, I'm doing yeah. this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, generally, generally, like over time, you're going to layer the different ways that you leak out or share what you're going to be doing. You're going to, you're going to have, like, there's, there will be multiple layers of things that you might do. You might first start out with a random, like, you might first just start tweeting social media. Maybe that's the easiest. And I see a lot of people doing that. I think that's great. You know, they're telling the people who are closest to them there. And then maybe you'll, maybe you'll start emailing people who join your list for other things. You know, maybe you'll start blogging about things related to your launch. Maybe then you'll start growing um, a network of people, like you said, your wing women or other people in other industries who might be able to give you advice on when to launch, dates to launch, you know, and, you know, you just, you just will slowly have like different circles of people. There's like your little inner circle and then slowly you'll start, there will be more and more people. Um, And, you know, some of the obvious other, some of the other ways, you know, if you're online, if you, if you have, even if you don't have a blog, <laughs> blog you can you can be um, interviewed, guest post, look for opportunities to um, share with other people um, that you other people's audiences. Um, so I think over time you're just able to reach more and more people. Just adding one little thing at a time. I mean, I'll go through many months not doing a ton of guest posts. And then I'll be flooded with a ton that need to get done. And same thing with podcasts and interviews and things. Like this month was really heavy with that kind of stuff. But it's good because it means next month I don't have to do as many. Um, so I think that you just you just layer it over time. Well, this brings us to the next question that we have really beautifully. Do you think that guest blogging and blogging is enough to make your launch work? Um, possibly, yes, possibly, but I have, I have done a lot of guest blogging and it's sometimes hit or miss, um, with, you know, you think that you're going to do, oh, if I get a guest post on LKR site, I'm going to, it's no brainer. They're going to all come back to, going to be running to my site, but that doesn't always happen. And in fact, mm. one of the first, the first few times that I did LKR posts, they didn't, there was no, there was hardly any traffic or sign-ups or subscribers because of those. And it took a while before, because that's another audience that does have to get to know you. And unless there's a, like an immediate love connection, they're not, it takes some people time to, to really be like, oh yeah, she's been on here before. I think I'll go over and subscribe or whatever the case is. And um, a really good example of this is my very, very first product was an ebook. And I was um, guest posting at a variety of places. I think the Mogul Mom, which has a real had a real has a really big community now too, and some other you know workout mommy. It's a totally different uh, area of <laughs> of expertise of mine. And and then one so none of those were really bringing a ton of traffic. Mm-hmm. And then. I did a guest post, which it was just a referral through someone else. I said, oh, my God, yes, I've got to do this. And it was for Simple Mom, and I think she's changed her site name now, but simplemom.net. And there were, like, hundreds of comments on that post. 
and sales came through that that um, that guest post, like directly from the post. And so I know that it's possible, um, and, but it all depends. And now, for instance, so I I look for guest posts, honestly, that aren't going to necessarily lead to direct sales, but that are going to lead to direct subscribers at least. Mm-hmm. And I've, you know, for me, I've I've been able to now, now I kind of, now that I've done a lot of duds, not dud duds, they were good experiences, they were, they're good blogs, but the ones that consistently bring me subscribers, they still do. And those, there are some that are like more than a year old, <laughs> the blog posts that are still bringing me subscribers. And, um, and so I think that you just have to be super picky and understand that it's not, it's not, um, a guarantee. Um, to doing guest posting and then blogging. Um, I think actually guest posting, I know that there's been like some email that just went out, like guest blogging is dead or something yes, like that. Yes, I saw but that. I don't think it is. I don't think it is. I think that guest blogging just on any old site, like I don't know if like link building, if that's what they're referring to or whatever, but I think if you're really smart about where you guest post, you will get the conversion to at least a subscriber, maybe even a customer. Um, right. but you have to be really smart about it and know that you're talking to those right, the same people that are going to your site. Maybe you're just found another place that they go to and get them to come back to your place <laughs> for drinks and an appetizer. <laughs> <laughs> for the party, for the party. So, you know, I know that you have a team in place to make, you know, your launch happen. And I'm kind of like a real lone wolf. I, I and I, I'm going to admit I'm a little bit of a control freak, and so I I like handling all my stuff. I've got a tech gal that takes care of some of my stuff, but uh, I, I like being super hands on in my business. Can you tell us though about how a team could actually help you? Uh, what team would be best to have in place, especially if you are bare bones? financially and yeah. can't afford a big team or if you're a freak like me that likes to do most of the stuff yourself? <laughs> uh, well, Teresa. It's a loaded there's a question. Get, there's a reason why we get along. <laughs> I am, like, like, you know what? We, I was joking with someone the other day about a project manager and hire, having a project manager. And they're like, how is someone supposed to project manage you? And I'm like, they can't because – I'm already like I'm already way ahead of them with all the pieces. Mm-hmm. I'm like I'm like this little puppet master. I've got my hands in everything. I the bad thing is that I know enough about the back end tech setup to do it myself if I have to. I don't care. And so the thing that though that I think is really important to have going into a launch is someone to handle that tech stuff and yeah. someone. Mm-hmm. So that you can get, I mean, that's the stuff that I think people get stuck in the easiest because you want to be, you do, the reason why you need a team, first of all, is that it's really hard to have that big vision and also be like managing like 5 million little tasks. It's mm-hmm. possible. I've done it and I probably will do it again because I'm a maniac, but <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, cause I can't stop myself. It's like, you should see me on this podcast. I'm I'm like I will not hand this off until I know every single step. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, so I I think that you need that tech person 
tech and graphics and like, you know, like the visual stuff. I think having those people, having professionals available for that kind of stuff is important. Uh-huh. I really miss my tech gal who was, who I knew for several years who was with me and because I could hand off Google Doc with blog posts, tell her to set up sales pages, make changes to Infusionsoft, which is what I use, and the wishlist member site. Like she could get it done like so fast, and I didn't have to think about it. That's the person that I need to hire pronto <laughs> right now. Mm-hmm. So um, because that, that stuff, it, like I can figure it out. Like that's where you want to hire. The right. I can figure it out, but it's going to take me probably a little bit longer. Um I'm not, yeah, I, I I actually always say you don't have to hand something off just because you, you know, you better hand something off even if it's something that you can figure out. Mm-hmm. That's really what I want to say. So tech for sure. And um, it was great actually having uh, a woman who, who just handled social media for the last launch. She wrote all the tweets. She wrote everything. She said, okay, approve them. Half the time I didn't even look at them because I was just too busy and I just said to myself, you know what? It's her call. If you see something you don't like, tell her. Done. Mm-hmm. And she did everything. She mm. did everything on it. And, man, I miss that girl. Um, <laughs> I miss her. But she, she, she may come back for the next launch. We'll see. Um, so social media was really good and the tech person. Yeah, my tech person is really important. And so is the graphics because I am graphically – challenge uh oh my god if i try to put something together forget about it so i have like two different uh graphics people that i work with that uh really help me to look better than i would if i was doing it on my own so i, yeah, agree. I think i might have to talk to you about that after <laughs> so yeah so like i the one thing i will say though is that when people are working super bare bones sometimes what they can get away with is is um using using some really easy tools that are out there. You know, like so if you don't have someone who can, you know, be like your tech behind the scenes for and make a pretty sales page, then get lead pages. You know? At least mm-hmm. you'll have something mm-hmm. that, that is already set up or I, I haven't used the new optimized press, but get some tools that are kind of already set up that don't require you to do a lot that are pretty easy. And that could be handed off to someone maybe who's in more of a um, lower price administrative role because you know the, there's a woman who works works with me now and man she stays on point she just emails me I swear to God all day long going when is this coming when are you going to finish this like and that's, <laughs> that's what I need I need someone who's like standing on standing on my back telling me to finish stuff because I could easily you know, tell myself why I don't need to do it today. Um, but having her kind of be my project manager um, and able to do, like if I needed her to do some lead pages, which she's done before, it was very easy. Um, they're not the prettiest pages, but they, you know, they work and they function properly, which is what we want mm-hmm. when we're launching. Absolutely. So. Still there? Yeah. yeah. I'm here. Oh, I thought we lost you for a second. I, I saw the light blinking weird on this thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what are your favorite well, tools? You know, you're talking about some of the tools. 
And Bree, I'm not sure what tools you use for launching. Um, I'm pretty simple over here, but uh, Anne, what would you recommend as your favorite tools for launching? Um, well, I like Trello for managing like all the pieces because it's kind of love visual. Love Trello, love it. You know, it's like you've got like little virtual post-it notes you can move around and stuff. That's fun. Um, and I I do like lead pages, but I haven't used it fully in one of my own launches yet. But we used it really well in a launch that I worked on recently. Um, so I probably will use that only because um, if, let's say, you don't have a website or you don't have a website you really want to send people to, you could have them all, like lead pages hosts everything on their pages, on their site, on their servers. So that can be kind of a standalone thing you do. And it's fairly inexpensive. Um, I use, but for everything that's standing now, I just use WordPress with Optimize Press for the, I guess it's the theme, and Wishlist Member. And for my email marketing and, and you know, sending emails plus order forms plus all that order processing stuff, it's Infusionsoft. And I think about that choice every single month, so I'm not sure if it's the absolute best one for me because I'm thinking about it every month. Mm-hmm. Was that worth that amount of money? <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so that that might be continued. But, you know, I do try lots of different things, um, but I do like to keep it simple, like just keep the schedule in one place. I use Google Docs a lot, mm-hmm. a lot. Um, Google app, whatever apps. And that's that's kind of it. Hootsuite to schedule social media. Mm-hmm. And that's it. I love Trello. And Trello is great with a team. I, I also have I have two designers that I work with, and I have a, a tech girl that I work with as well, and an editor who does some light editing for me. And I use Trello with them. And I really – Trello is great, and there's a free version for those who are not familiar with it. Could you guys spell that yeah. so so the people who are listening can know where to find that website? Yes. So it's Trello, T as in Tom, R E L as in Larry, L as in Larry, O. And if you – I think it's just Trello.com, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think – I actually just watched a video because we're looking for some feature in it today. But it um, – there's there are some this might be actually a resource that I have to pull for you guys but there's there are a few big name productivity blogger types who actually show how to use it and they have such a cool way of using it it's the guy who created I think it's Treehouses I want to say that I don't really know what what that is exactly but um, they show you how to create like one big board and it really is like it's it's a great tool you will like it. Awesome. I'm going to have to check yeah. that out. I didn't, you, you guys, you, I'm learning something. I always learn something <laughs> when I'm on these shows, and that's, <laughs> that's something new, and I'm going to check that out. We're getting yeah. down to the, the, the last um, little bit of time here. Uh, Bree, what's the other question that we have about mistakes? Yes. So what is the biggest mistake you find entrepreneurs make when they launch anything? We, you know, we we like to hear of what we do well, but we find it more useful when we hear of what needs improvement. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you, this is actually something that um, some bigger names 
names or names of people that I really respect and looked up to and still do look up to. I said looked, like past tense or something. But, like, <laughs> I think that people struggle with this in general, and that is um, getting too much advice from too many different people on how to do something. Like, mm. um, like you've, got, you've got to go poll your friends and find out, um, you know, and this happens at all levels of business. So, like, somebody who might be a um, New York Times bestseller, somebody who might be making, you know, multiple seven figures, whatever, they always, I, I find that when mistakes happen is when they wait too long to make a decision because they're, like, trying to figure out from all their big wig friends what to do. That's mm-hmm. what I think is a really big deal. And I love um, – I love all of the people that I work with, but I always find that when they come back to their kind of like what they originally wanted was what is what they end up going with mm-hmm. instead of like the advice from their friends. Um, and that's why I, I tend to stay in my cave, keep keep quiet about what I'm doing, and don't ask for too much advice, not because I don't trust the people around me. I'm not trying to like hold anything back. It's because... I know that once all those different voices go in there, I will go to crazy town so fast, and I won't be able to do anything. I won't be able to get it out there. That's actually really good advice. That's extremely good advice because, you know, I tend to run my business a lot by instinct, uh, no surprise. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes when I do start, and I don't know, Bree, if, you, if you've had this happen to you either, but mm-hmm. when I start asking other people, geez, what should I do, what should I do, and the next thing I know Everything has gone sideways because now I've got too many ideas, and I'm very ADHD. I don't need that. And it gets me then off track of my own instincts. Yes. You know, I'm I'm really selective about even what newsletters I subscribe to because I am easily, you know, I can easily be like, oh, that looks like a really cool thing, and, and, you know, forget, wait, does this make sense? Like on any level, does this make sense for you personally, what you stand for, what you're doing? what your business yeah. is. No. <laughs> yeah, that's that's so funny, Brie, because I was just gonna say that. Like I during like the, the fall the fall twenty thirteen launch of Fearless Launching, I put my eye into too many different people's launches that were happening at that time. And I, and I learned the hard way that I need to protect myself from all that information and just be like, you know what Anne, you know what you're gonna do, just do it. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I I definitely do the Oh, another tool that comes in handy during your launch, it's called Unroll Me because it unrolls you. It, like, hides all those newsletters that you don't need to be looking at. Oh, cool. It's called U-N-R-O-L-L dot me, and it just allows you to go through your inbox and decide, and basically you can, like, click on a bunch of whatever emails it brings up, and you can put they all get filtered into the unroll me folder or they allow you to help or it's a really great way to just unsubscribe to a bunch of emails. <laughs> right, right. It you know it's kind of like you got to put on horse blinders so that you don't totally. lose track of your goal is what what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly it. Well, we're coming down to the last couple minutes. Um so I really want you I mean, I've already given a little bit of a plug, and I want to tell the people who are listening that if you are trying to launch an ebook, a product, a class, uh, maybe a new website, or a whole new business, launching is an art. It is something that um, does require 
planning. It requires a lot, and we've covered a lot tonight, but I took the Fearless Launching Program uh, a while back, and once I took that program, it's it's so well done. It really helped me tremendously to learn how to be better and more effective. And, you know, and I reach my goals with my launches every single time, and I know it's because of what I've learned through that program. And you're going to be opening this up again in March. Could you just tell the people who are listening a little bit about the program, um, about when it's opening, et cetera, et cetera, so they can get on the list? Because I think this is something that I'd like to see uh, the people that I know and love uh, get in with because I think it's going to help them a lot with their with their businesses. Yeah. Um, well, fearless launching. I I'm not sure what the actual date is, but my idea, which I have to confirm with my with with only one person, I'm confirming this date with. By the way, but I believe it's going to be on daylight savings time is when it opens. Mm. I think. Is that possible? Mm. What day is that? Um, so, but anyway, fearless launching is is really a course that teaches the process of launching, but also some of the strategy behind uh, when to communicate, how to communicate, what kind of schedule you need, what kind of team members you need. Do you want to have an affiliate program or not? I'm not a huge fan of having my own affiliate program just because I don't have someone to manage it now. But um, uh, beyond that, it's also this this actually time around, there are two new modules, which I don't know if you knew that, Teresa, but um, uh-uh. one is really just that overview, which – I wanted to make sure people had that right out of the gate, even though we go into all the pieces. And then there's a new module on uh, your offer and making sure that that is solid to the right people and makes sense and is super clear. Um, So it really just takes you through all of that. But, you know, one thing I've realized just from going through all the material again, Teresa, is that it is, it's not just learning the process. It's learning the skill set of being able to, set a plan in motion, and finish it. And uh-huh. that really is a skill set that you once you get get it down on even something like a free opt-in or an op, something that you're creating for free to get people to sign up to your mailing list, once you get that process down, then you get to hone it each time and figure out what to do differently each time, whether it's um, paid or not paid. So, so that's what it is, really. And there's a great community that, that um, you're part of, Teresa, and um, that's going to just keep growing, which I, I can't say anything bad because I love that community so much. It's, it's pretty amazing in there. Um, and so, so that's it. So March, March we open. But uh, you can – I don't think I told you this, Teresa. You can grab that toolkit now. You can get – it's like the intro to Fearless Launching. It's just a free toolkit, and you can just get that on my site. And samoylove.com. And and could you spell spell your site out for people so we make sure we <laughs> yes. get them to the right place? I'm all about spelling. If you guys didn't notice, I love spelling <laughs> spelling it out just because um, you would not believe how many people try to get to my site and they can't spell tarot. So oh, yeah, and Milagro Roots is like way hard. <laughs> yeah. So okay. if you could spell your site out, and by the way, for people who are listening, I would recommend getting um, not just the, the free toolkit for your launch that Anne is offering, but get on her list because her emails you get you give out really a lot of free helpful advice about launching that is super useful. So spell out the site okay. so people know where to find you. 
Okay, it's A N N E, and then Samoylov. S A M, as in Mary. Oh my God. S A M O I L O V, as in Victor. dot com, and yeah, AnnSamoyLove. dot com. But I've seen people searching for Ann Samoy Love with L O V E, and still found me that. Way. So. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah. Well, I, you know, I want to thank you for being on our show, and I hope for everybody who's listening tonight that you've really enjoyed this show. Uh, it's been, you know, very useful information tonight that I think we can use, and I'm really hoping that all my metaphysical peeps out there are going to feel more confident about doing their launches and seeing more success from their launches from listening to what we talked about tonight and uh, hopefully from grabbing that free toolkit, which I recommend. Uh, before we sign off, Bree, what's going on with our next show? Our next show will be February 26th at 8 p.m., so mark your calendars, everyone. And we are going to be talking with fellow tarot reader, fellow intuitive, James Wells, and this is a hot topic, and this is – we've done a lot of stuff um, on more like the business aspect, which Teresa and I really wanted to do because those are some of the topics that get neglected. But we're getting a little bit more personal with our next show. We're going to talk about dealing with delicate client situations. So this is really a must-listen-to show for anyone who works in the metaphysical industry or the healing sacred arts. Um, you guys, I, I don't think we have to say more than that. I think we've all had one of those experiences with the client. And James is going to break it down for us. And he is one of the kindest, most compassionate, but also intelligent readers that I know. So he's the perfect person to talk to about this. Absolutely. And, you know, it's actually a show that even if you weren't in our industry, it's going to be a good one to listen into because I think client boundaries are always a very, very sticky part. And learning how to deal with um, with them in a way that respects them, but also make sure that we're respected. That, that's also kind of an art form. There's a lot of moving, artful parts For to real. business, right? Yes. Yeah. Real. Yeah. Real. So, Anne, once again, we want to thank you so much thank for joining you, us. Anne. This was oh, great. It was awesome. Yes, and for everyone who's listening, please, please go to her site, Anne Boy, that is a hard one for me to pronounce, I'll tell you, uh, .com. And, again, that's A-N-N-E-S-A-M-O-I-L-O-V.com. Now, see, I can spell it like nobody's business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, you guys, please, again, get on her list. You're going to learn so much about launching. Um, so again, thank you, Anne, and I'm Teresa Reed. For everyone who is in the audience, thank you once again for being here. You can find me at www.thetarolady.com. And Bree, where are you? Thank you guys for spending your evening with us. I'm Bree Saucy, and you can find me at www.milagroroots.com. And I'm not going to spell it, but you know where I am. <laughs> Have a great night, everybody. Thank you. And Good night, everyone. Thank you. And welcome back, Bree.